Hi, this is Bishop Herb Andrew, the pastor of the Beacon Light Church of Homa, Louisiana. Thank you for joining our podcast on today. You're getting ready to hear a word of grace that I know will build your life from the inside out. So get ready to receive and be blessed even as we experience the unearned, unmerited, undeserved favor of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Listen today and be blessed. Grab your Bibles, if you would, and turn with us to Joshua chapter number three. Joshua chapter number three. We'll read one verse out of Joshua chapter three, and... um, I'll share with you that which I believe the spirit of grace has given unto us for this season. Joshua chapter number three and verse number 17, the word of God says, then the priests who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan and all Israel crossed over on dry ground until all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. I I, want to read that again because he says, then the priests who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Now, now I don't have time to really go into that again, but, but we understand by revelation that the ark of the covenant of the Lord, it is a type of Jesus Christ. You remember it's made of shittim wood overlaid both inside and out with gold. We understand that that shittim wood represents humanity, which suggests to us that Jesus is both human, but then he's overlaid both inside and out with gold. Whereas wood represents man, gold represents deity. And that just simply suggests that Jesus Christ, he is 100% man, but at the same time, he is 100% God as well. So the Bible says that the priests who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord, they stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all Israel crossed over on dry ground ground until all the people had crossed completely over the Jordan. I want to today, I I, I just want to teach from the thought, recognizing Jesus who is still in our midst. Recognizing Jesus who is still in our midst. Now, 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 we said a couple of weeks ago, that whatever we've encountered throughout this year, Jesus was the first one in and Jesus will be the last one out. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago and if in fact you, 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 um, uh, you were not able to receive that message, just go on our YouTube page or our YouTube channel, rather, or, or even, uh, even on our Facebook page. You can, you can go there and you can review that message, and I know that it will bless your life in a tremendous way. But what we discovered in that message is that whatever we've encountered this year, Jesus, he was the first one in it, and he will ultimately be the last one out. 
we understood that the people of God were actually on their way to their promise. And even though they were yet on their way, they still had to cross the Jordan before making it to their place of promise. The Jordan River, we understand, represents death, it represents judgment, and it represents destruction. So, so here it is now. The Bible says that the priests who bore the Ark of the Covenant, that Ark of the Covenant represents Jesus, he stood firm on the dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. In other words, before the people crossed over the Jordan, the priest who was carrying the Ark, which represents Jesus, he stepped in first. And when he stepped in, the Bible says that the waters of the Jordan River, they cease. So, so, so when Jesus stepped into that Jordan River, it caused the waters to dry up so that the people of God, as they cross over this place of death, destruction, and judgment, they could do so on dry ground. Now, now, now many may ask today, where is Jesus right now? Well, I believe that it's critical for us to understand. In this season, Jesus is still now in the midst of this Jordan. He, he's still in the midst of the Jordan. How, how can you be so sure about that? I, I, I can be sure about that because, because God declared that, that Jesus would be the first one in but he would also be the last one out. And the reason that I say that Jesus is still now in the midst of this Jordan, I know this because, because in this season that we're in, that, 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 that's where many believers are living. Many believers right now are, are still in the midst of the Jordan of their personal lives. Again, this Jordan River. It, 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 it's a place of death. It's a place of destruction and, and, and a place of judgment. And, 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 and many believers right now, this is where they are. Now, now, when I say death, I'm not just talking about natural death. But when you understand death, you understand that death is simply separation. That there are so many different uh, manifestations of death that, that we're not even aware of. And, and in the midst of this COVID-19, in, in the midst of, of the economical challenges that we are faced with, in the midst of the civil uh, unrest that we're dealing with, many believers right now, they still find themselves in the midst of the Jordan. They, they, they find themselves in the midst of, of, of this place that represents death, destruction, and judgment. In, in, in other words, in other words, look, when you look at everything that's happening, you must understand that, that, that many believers are experiencing some manifestations of death in their personal lives. Many individuals, some, some, some right now dealing with COVID-19, they, they, they are experiencing sickness, which is separation from God's health. That's a manifestation of death. Many are, are, are in the midst of financial lack, separation from God's provision. That's a manifestation of death. Many are experiencing stress and anxiety at levels that, that, that they've never, ever experienced before. And, and, and that is that separation from God's peace. So, so, so the fact of the matter is, all of this suggests to us that, that many believers 
are, are still crossing their personal Jordan River. Yes, there's a promise ahead of us, but, 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 but in order to get through that promise, oftentimes the Jordan River must be crossed. But here's the good news. Here's the good news. The fact that many of us are, are still yet crossing our personal Jordan, it, 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 it would be devastating if it was not for the fact that Jesus was not just the first one in this Jordan. In other words, before you got in this situation, before you begin to deal with what you're dealing with, Jesus was in it first. But the good news is he will also be the last one out of it. In, in, in other words, what I'm saying to us as believers is Jesus is still in the midst. He's still in the midst. And, and, and when, I, when I speak of him being in the midst, that, 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 that just simply means that, that he is literally among us. Man, our, our worship ministry, you, you, you guys were on it today because, because they begin to declare you are here. And, and what, what many of us need to understand, that when we declare that he is here, when we declare that God, that, that Jesus is in our presence, we must understand that, that, that he really is with us, whatever it is we're dealing with in this season. Whatever this season has presented, we must embrace the reality. Hear how I say that. I say we must embrace the reality that Jesus is in our midst. That, that can't just be something that, that we shout about. That can't just be something that, that we embrace as a theory, but, but, but we must embrace it as a reality. We must embrace the fact that, that Jesus is in our midst. Come on, think about it for a minute. When, when the Bible says that, that, that Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us, when those words were spoken, those words were spoken to us as, as, a, as a means of encouragement. That, that was not just religious jargon, no. That was spoken to us as a promise. It was given unto us as a promise that is designed to encourage us. That, that, that wasn't just, just God just giving us some religious jargon, something that we could shout on. No, he was actually reminding us that Jesus, that, 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 that he is literally in our midst. Yea, though I walk through the valley and the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. You have to know, and you have to embrace it as a reality that, 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 that yes, I'm going through some stuff right now. Yes, in this season, it's a little challenging. Yeah, yes, I'm faced with some things that, that, that I wish I could just hit the delete button and make it go away. But even in the midst of me dealing with these challenges, even in the midst of me going through what it is I'm going through, I must embrace the reality that, that, that Jesus is, is, is still in our midst. Are y'all hearing me this morning? Hallelujah. You, you, you know, I, I found out, I found out a while back that, that God, God is, is, is not a respecter of persons, but, but he does respect those who intentionally practice his presence. Did, did y'all catch that? I, I, I said, God, he is, he is not a respecter of person, 
but he does respect those who, who intentionally practice his presence. Now, when I say practice his presence, what I'm saying to you is this. In order to practice his presence, we, we do so by simply acknowledging his presence while at the same time communicating with him on a continuous basis. And he's not one who respects persons, but he is one who respects those who intentionally practice his presence, those who intentionally acknowledge his existence, those who intentionally acknowledge the fact that he is with him and not just acknowledging that he is there with us, but talking to him on a consistent basis. Hallelujah. I, I know some of you, some of you, 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 you got you to gotta wait till, you have to wait until you get ready to go to bed in order to pray, in order to talk to God. But when you begin to practice the presence of God, when you begin to acknowledge that God is with you, that, that Jesus is with you on your job, that Jesus is with you in your home, that Jesus is with you in the midst of whatever it is you're dealing with, when you begin to acknowledge his presence, it's hard for you to acknowledge that he's with you without talking to him at the same time hallelujah and when you acknowledge his presence and when you communicate with him on a consistent basis you you are you are literally practicing the presence of God you you you, you remember David the Bible said that he was a man after God's own heart and and and, and one of the things one of the things that, that I've always admired about David is that David is one who appreciated and David valued the presence of God. Hallelujah. You know, you know, we got a, we got a lot of people now who 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 wanna who wanna be around and connect with people who 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 they think have big names or who they think have major influence. But David was the kind of man who 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 appreciated and he valued the presence of God. He 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 literally practiced the presence of God. And, and the thing about it, David, David, he learned to do it, y'all. He learned to practice God's presence while he was taking care of his father's sheep. While, while taking care of his father's sheep, they, David realized that God was with him. And while he's taking care of his father's sheep, David would, would sing songs unto God. David would, 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 would worship God. He, he, would, he, would, he would just, he would love on God. And, and he wasn't loving on a God who was way off in the yonder, no. He was singing songs to a God who was present with him. He was worshiping God who was right there with him. As a matter of fact, David, he loved and he appreciated the presence of God so much that, that, that when David sinned, his, his prayer was, do not cast me from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. In, in, in other words, y'all, in other words, David, David, he, he appreciated and he valued the presence of God. And see, we are in a time now, we are in a time now where, where, where we have to develop the mindset of David, where we begin to appreciate, where we begin to value the presence of God, where we embrace the reality that, that no matter where we are in life right now, no matter what we are going through in life right now, Jesus is still yet in our midst. Hallelujah. 
I said hallelujah. I ain't trying to shout you. I, I, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to make you aware of something that you may have forgotten. I'm trying to make you aware of something that the enemy will try to take your mind off of. What the enemy loves to do in the lives of God's people is make us think that we got to go at it alone. Make us think that, that, that we got we to gotta handle everything in our own strength. But you need to understand that when I say that Jesus is in the midst, he's not just here to keep us company. He's not just here to, 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 to look at us while we struggle. No, he stepped in the Jordan, and when he stepped in the Jordan, he pushed back death, he pushed back judgment, and he pushed back destruction. In other words, he is here to deliver us from sickness. He's here to deliver us from poverty, and he's here, come on, y'all, to deliver us from stress, and anxiety. Hallelujah. He is literally in our midst. Are y'all are y'all hearing me this morning? You, you, are y'all getting this? See, 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 look, 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 look. In, in, in this season, we, we must embrace the reality. I'm gonna keep saying it like that. The, the reality. Well, well, I can't see him. You ain't gotta see him. He we walk by faith. And not by sight. Hallelujah. We, I, I don't have to see him to know he's with me. Hallelujah. All I have to know is that he said, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. All I need to know is the word of God says that when he stood, when, when, when the priest stood in the Jordan River, he stood there until all of the children of God crossed over on dry ground. So if you and I have not crossed over, if you and I are not yet walking in all the promises and all the blessings that, that, that God has for us, Jesus is standing still until we cross over. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So, so in this season, y'all, in this season it is important that we embrace the reality that Jesus is in our midst. Because when we embrace this reality... That, that Jesus is literally in our midst, it, it, it provides us with supernatural assistance. <laughs> Listen to me carefully. See, when you begin to know that, that Jesus is in your midst, it, it provides you with supernatural assistance. Look at what the Bible says in Psalm 46 and verse number one. The word of God says, God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. Hallelujah. No, y'all. No, see, when you understand that Jesus is in your midst, when you understand that you're not going at this thing by yourself, it provides you with supernatural assistance. The Bible says God is our refuge. He is our safe place. He is our strength. He is a very present help in trouble. Now, now let me teach you something right here. Because that phrase, very present help, it, it, it refers to recognized help. It, it refers to help that is discovered or found. It, it, is, it is literally referring to help that is sufficient. In, in other words, very present help is actually sufficient help. Hallelujah. He says God is our refuge and our strength. He is a very present help 
in trouble. See, very present help, it refers to recognized help. It refers to help that is discovered, help that is found. It is literally sufficient help. So this very present help is actually sufficient help. But here's the twist. Even though very present help is sufficient help, the sufficient help only becomes your very present help once you recognize, discover, or find out that the helper is with you. Hallelujah. See, see, as long as you think that, that, that the helper is somewhere out there, as long as you think that you got to wait because your help is on the way, you don't have very present help. But the moment that you get the revelation, the moment that you begin to recognize, yea, I may be walking through the valley of the shadow of death, but I ain't walking by myself. The moment you begin to recognize, the moment you begin to discover, the moment that you find that the helper is not out there somewhere, he is right here in in the midst with you, then your sufficient help becomes very present help. Hallelujah. See, see, when you and I, when, when, when we embrace the reality that Jesus is in our midst, he, he's, he, he's, he, he's, he's right there pushing back death. He, he's right there pushing. That's why, that, that's, why, that's why you're still here, even though you've gone through a lot this year. you got to understand something about this devil. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's not trying to make you uncomfortable. He's trying to kill you. And the fact that you are still here, the fact that even, in, even in, in the midst of what you're dealing with, you still got your joy. Even in the midst of what you're dealing with, you still lift up your hands and you're still giving him praise. The only reason you're doing that is because you have a very present help who has manifested himself as your sufficient help. Hallelujah. See, 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 hear me. Hear me. When, when we as believers embrace the reality that Jesus is in our midst, it, it provides us with supernatural assistance. And, and you, know, you, know, you know what I've discovered? I've discovered that whenever you recognize your supernatural assistance, you, you then begin to flow with supernatural confidence. <laughs> when, when you understand, when you understand that, 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 that you have supernatural assistance, it, it allows you to flow with supernatural confidence. Well, I, I guess what I'm saying to you is this. Embracing, embracing the reality that, that Jesus is in our midst, not, not, it not only provides us with supernatural assistance, but when we embrace that reality, it, it, it also provides us with supernatural confidence. Hallelujah. Man, man there's nothing like walking into a job interview. Hallelujah. And knowing, not wondering, but knowing that Jesus is in your midst. Hallelujah. Walking into the doctor's office for your checkup, but knowing that Jesus is in the midst. That, 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 that just gives you a confidence. See, when you recognize, when you recognize and, and embrace his, his, his presence as a reality, it, it, it not only gives you supernatural assistance, but it also provides us with supernatural confidence. Yeah, I, we, we, we mentioned David earlier, but, but let's, let's talk about David again just for a few moments. Look, look at 1 Samuel chapter 17 and, and verse number 45. 
That David now, y'all know the story, David and Goliath. Y'all, y'all know how it is that Goliath was, was, was threatening. He was threatening the, pe- the people of God. And here comes David. David shows up to bring some food to his brothers. He hears the giant threat, and, 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 and he decides to volunteer. He decides to volunteer to go fight the giant. And, 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 and when the giant sees David, the giant begins to talk bad about David. He begins to, wait a minute, what, what, am I a dog that you're going to come at me with sticks? And, and the giant begins to threaten David's life. But, 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 but look at how, how David responded. See, see, David recognized his supernatural assistance. And because David recognized his supernatural assistance, David could operate with supernatural confidence. Hallelujah. No, look at it. Look at it. Look how David responded in verse 45. The Bible says, then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and a spear and with a javelin, But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. Here it is in verse 46. He says, this day, there's some confidence. He said, this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will strike you and take your head from you. Wait, wait a minute, y'all. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Notice, David was looking this giant in the face, but David understood that even though I'm standing in the natural by myself, I have the Lord on my side. And he declares to this giant, he said, now wait a minute. He said, what you don't understand, Mr. Giant, you around here talking about me having sticks and all of this, but what you don't understand is that I'm not the one who has to deliver you into my hand. The Lord who is with me, he's going to deliver you into my hands. And when he deliver you into my hands, then I'll go to work. I'll strike you and cut your head off. Are y'all hearing me today? See, whenever you operate, whenever you begin to to embrace the reality that Jesus is in your midst, it it, it provides you with supernatural assistance. And your supernatural assistance will then lead you to a place of supernatural confidence. Hallelujah. Look, look Look at what he says in verse 47. The Bible says, then all this assembly... He, he, he says, he says, look, after I cut your head off, I'm going to deal, with, I'm a deal with, with the Philistine army as well. And then he says in verse 47, all this assembly shall know that, that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. See, see David recognized that even though I'm the one facing this giant, Hallelujah. I'm talking to somebody today and you facing some giants. I'm talking to somebody today and you're facing a giant of, 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 of sickness. Some, some, some of you are facing a giant of stress, of, of worry, of, of anxiety. There, 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 there are some of you, 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 are, you are literally facing a giant of lack. Your, your job may have, may have suffered throughout this pandemic and you are facing the giant. But what you have to understand is that even though the giant may only see you, the giant may only see you, but you're not there by yourself because Jesus is in the midst. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. And you, like David, can declare to your giant that, that this battle, hallelujah, is not mine. This battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into my hands. Are y'all hearing this this morning? See, 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 family, in this season, this is not no season to be playing church. This is, this is not the season for three points, a poem, and a hoop. That this is not the season for, 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 for somebody to come and tickle your emotions. No, this is a season when you need to get a revelation of who Jesus is. You, you need to get a revelation of what Jesus has done. You need to get a revelation of how he is flowing in your life in this season. When you recognize and embrace the reality that he is in the midst, I'm not in this by myself. I, I, I'm not dealing with this by myself. Oh, yes, this is something that I did not see coming, but before I got in it, Jesus was in it, and he's going to remain in it until I cross over on dry ground. I wish y'all would hear me this morning. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Listen, family, listen, listen. In, 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 in a season... In a season where confronting giants has become our norm, I, I, I believe that the reason so many are overwhelmed is that we think we got to handle it by ourselves. I, I, I believe that in a oh yeah, oh yeah, we, I mean, we, we getting giant after giant. <laughs> Hallelujah. We, we getting giant after giant. But I think it's amazing because you do know that when David got a rock to, to deal with Goliath, he didn't just get one, but he, he actually got five, five, the number of grace. And, and, and he got five because, because Goliath has some brothers. And he figured that once I kill Goliath, then a brother will show up. And when that brother will show up, the same way I dealt with Goliath, I'll deal with his brother. And we've been dealing with giant after giant after giant after giant in this season. But it's good to know that even in the face of these giants, Jesus is in my midst and he will deliver you into my hands. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. L listen, listen, family. Listen, listen. See, 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 in this season, you can't forget. You, you can't forget to, to embrace as a reality the fact that Jesus is in your midst. Don't know, y'all. The Lord is really with you. No, no, he, he's really with you. Bishop, I don't see him. We walk by faith, not by sight. What is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it's the evidence of things not seen. My faith is the evidence that he is with me. The fact that I know he's with me, the fact that I'm willing to open my mouth and declare that he's with me, that's the evidence that he is with me. And because he is with me, I have supernatural assistance. And because I have supernatural assistance, I also have supernatural confidence because he is the one who deals with my giants. He kills them and I cut their head off. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Look, look y'all, look. Understand. As we embrace as we embrace the reality that Jesus is in our midst, as we embrace this reality 
It, it, it provides us with supernatural assistance that, that feeds into our supernatural confidence. But embracing this reality, it also provides us with the ability to rest. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I, I'm talking about the ability to put all of our confidence and trust in, 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 in Jesus, in, in his finished work. You, you know, you know it's, it's, it's kind of hard to put confidence in somebody you think is, is way over here in the by and by. But, but when you know he's right here with us, when you know that he is in the midst of everything that I'm dealing with, and, and he's not just here to keep me company, but he's pushing back sickness. He, he's, he, he's pushing back lack. Hallelujah. He's pushing back stress and anxiety. He's pushing back that which the enemy is trying to overwhelm us with. Are y'all hearing me today? See, when you embrace this reality, it provides you with the ability to rest. When you know that God is with you, when you know that Jesus is in your midst, Mo, Mo, God said to Moses, he said, look, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. See, 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 embracing this reality provides us with the ability to rest. And, and, and what I've discovered, y'all, oh, my God, I feel his presence. Lift your hands right where you are. Come on, lift those hands right there, right now. Lift, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Lift your hands right there, right now. Hallelujah. Understand, y'all, that rest is the breeding ground for God's grace to manifest. In other words... When you embrace his, his presence as a reality, it gives you the ability to rest. And whenever we're in a place of rest, it then positions us to experience and enjoy his unearned, his unmerited, his undeserved favor, hallelujah, that comes because of the finished work of Jesus. Man, oh my God. You know, in the season that we're in right now, if, you, if you're not at rest, it's going to be challenging. See, because the enemy can only operate in places of unrest. When, when you're not at rest, the enemy is very busy. But when you begin to put your confidence and your trust in the finished work of Jesus, when you get in that place of rest, the Bible says it like this, that, 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 that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. The, the name Noah actually means rest. First place that grace is mentioned in the Bible, Genesis 6 and 8. He says Noah found grace in, in the eyes of the Lord. Noah means rest. So that suggests that rest finds grace. Whenever you are at rest, the grace of God will manifest in your life. Hallelujah. Are y'all hearing me? Hallelujah. Oh. According to, my God, according to Matthews 11, 28 and 29, Jesus says, come unto me. All you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, 
for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Oh, so powerful. So powerful. Now notice, notice in that particular passage that, that, that there are two manifestations of rest that, that's available in this season. There's rest that is given. Come unto me, all you who labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. But then he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me and you will find rest. See, there's rest that is given, but then there's rest that is revealed. The rest that is given, that's the first manifestation of rest. We get that when we receive Jesus as our Savior. When we receive him as our Savior, we, our spirit is at rest because our spirit knows that if death catches up with us at any point, heaven will be our home. But then, he talks about a rest that is revealed. Hallelujah. This rest that is revealed is not for your spirit, but it's for your soul. Oh. It's for your mind. It's for your emotions. It's for your, your, your will. And, and this rest comes through being yoked with Jesus. In other words, the greater revelation we gain of who Jesus is, what he has done, now rest begins to manifest in our soul. My mind is at rest. <laughs> My emotions are not all over the place. They are at rest. And it comes from being yoked to Jesus he said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. When we yoke up with him and begin to receive revelation of who he is and what he has done, it provides rest for your soul. But here it is, y'all. You cannot be yoked to someone and not be aware of their presence. Hallelujah. You can't be yoked to someone and not be aware that that, that, that they're right here with you. Are y'all hearing me today? And I hear Jesus saying to you right now, yes, this has been a difficult season. And anybody who try to tell you that, that it hasn't been a difficult season, they're lying to you. Hallelujah. Yes, what you are experiencing is real. What you're feeling is real. But I have good news for you. <laughs> Before you got in it, Jesus was right there. It caught you off guard. It caught me off. I never thought that I'd be preaching to an empty building. Hallelujah. Looking into the lens of a camera. It caught me off guard. But I am so glad that before I got here, Jesus was already in it. Hallelujah. And I've just watched him, how he's maneuvered through this entire pandemic. 
Hallelujah. And I hear him saying to every single one of us, not only am I the first one in, but I will remain in the midst of this Jordan until you cross over and until you cross over on dry ground. If you receive the word of the living God today, I dare you to lift up your hand. I dare you to open up your mouth. I dare you to give him praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all. shall be saved. Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. Salvation is yours. You don't, you don't have to, you don't need, you don't need no preacher to touch you, lay his hands on you, nothing like that. All you have to do right there where you are is to just declare, Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and I receive you as my savior. And at that moment, hallelujah, he comes into your life and he will never leave you and nor will he ever forsake you. Even when you're crossing your Jordan, even when you're dealing with different manifestations of death, that which appears to be judgment and destruction, he'll push it back, remain in the midst until you cross over on dry ground. Hallelujah. If that's you, if that's you, do me a favor, do me a favor, just, just, just text, just text, uh, just, just, just uh, uh, text the 228. What's that number again? Okay, that's it. The one that's on the screen. The one that's on the screen. Just reply to that. Let us know who you are. And we're going to reach out to you and pray with you. And there are some things that I want to put in your hands in order to help you in your walk with God. Listen, y'all, we got to get out of here. Lift those hands right now in the receiving position. Hallelujah. Jesus is in your midst. That is not just rhetoric, but that is a reality. Lift those hands. The Lord bless you and keep you throughout this week. The Lord preserve you from sickness and from accidents and from all manner of evil. 
The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, even as he lifts up his countenance upon you and your family and your loved ones and grant unto you his shalom peace. Nothing missing, nothing lacking, and nothing broken. I speak it and I decree it over your life. And everyone who receive it, open your mouth and declare, I receive it. Go in peace. Remember, he is right there in your midst. God bless you, family. be blessed even as we experience the unearned unmerited undeserved favor of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ listen today and be blessed